Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska, and this is today's Bible class. A short Bible study, about 13 or 14 minutes usually, but it's every day, seven days a week, keeping us in God's Word. Now that helps us in our faith because faith comes by hearing the Word of God, but it also helps keep us focused on our relationship with God and upon our spiritual lives. Help people in your life focus in the right direction, help them grow in their faith. Maybe you can help them even get to heaven by sharing these short studies with them every day through Facebook friends, uh, text messages, and other technological means. Make that commitment and start sharing today. We're going to continue our line of thought and study. We're talking about the day the atheist sat next to the preacher. Well, and it's talking about true story of a preacher and an atheist ending up in adjoining seats on an on a flight, an airplane flight from the United States, well, actually from London, all the way to Africa. And the preacher was going to teach the people of Africa the gospel of Jesus Christ. The atheist, who was actually a professor of anthropology at the University of Kentucky, was going to search for evidences of mankind's origin through digs, through, you know, through, through digs, through archaeology and so on, uh, demonstrating miss, you know, finding missing links to demonstrate that man really or, you know, originated in that particular part of the world. And through these missing links, he was going to supposedly support the theory of evolution. Well, they had their discussion. <laughs> they were an, on absolutely opposite ends of the spectrum. The professor was an atheist. The preacher was a believer in God. We've talked about some of the thoughts that the preacher had after their encounter, and the indication is that their encounter was cordial and perhaps even very interesting to both of them, each of them. But the preacher, he talked about some thoughts that showed the differences between the two men in their mindsets. And so he said, the atheist thought the world began with the Big Bang. And I was confident that it would end, the world would end with the Big Bang. When the Lord comes back with his mighty angels, and there's a great noise as the heavens pass away, Second Peter 3 and verse 10. He said the atheist was interested in the ages of rocks, talking about dating through some of the dating methods that we have, and he said, I was interested in the rock of ages, talking about Jesus Christ. He went on and he, he said that the atheist saw men as one step above apes because from an atheistic perspective, an evolutionary mindset, we are just animals, literally. There is no inherent worth or value within us beyond what is within the animals. And so when you stop and think about it, if you're saying we're one step above apes, well, what, what, what is the step below apes? And then the step below that particular animal or being. And so when you really stop and think about it, you're really no better than the cockroach running around on your kitchen floor at night as you turn the lights on. Well, if you have cockroaches, of course, because we're all just animals. We're just things, basically. But the preacher said, I saw mankind as one step beneath the angels. And the Hebrews writer talks about that. 
the atheist, that professor, he saw God as the creation of man because atheists believe that mankind made up God as a crutch, something to believe in, something to give them hope, and they make up all kinds of laws and, and rules that, that they say God gave them, but it's all just figments of their imagination. But the preacher said, I saw man as the creation of God and not God as the creation of man. And of course, Genesis chapter 1, verses 26 and 27 states emphatically that God created mankind in his own image with a soul, with a spiritual being within our physical body. Well, you see, when you stop and think about the two different perspectives and values attributed to mankind, as I said, the atheistic evolutionist, that anthropologist who was the atheist professor from the University of Kentucky, that perspective, that mindset of mankind, who we are, what we are, whatever our meaning in life is, is cold and empty because we're just things. We're just animals, just on different levels of the animal kingdom. But understanding that God created us in his image gives us an inherent value, worth, self-worth, that we are special. And the text in Genesis 1, verses 27 and 28 says that God put us in dominion over the animal kingdom. Well, because we are created in his image with a soul. Now, think about, and we talked about in this particular section, that God is the great first cause. You have to go back to somewhere and say, okay, when the, when the atheist says the world began with a big bang, and again, evolutionists and atheists who disbelieve in God and keep trying to insist that somehow this world came into existence on its own, what is the great first cause? Well, the Big Bang says there was this tiny little ball of matter somewhere that is so dense that you can't even imagine it was tiny, microscopic, and somehow it exploded, and everything we see in the universe around us, all the planets, the stars, the moons, everything you see came from that little tiny lump of incredibly dense matter. Now, that is scientifically absurd in itself, but... Where did that tiny little dense ball of matter come from? Silence. Nobody knows. But when you're talking about the creator, God, infinite, all-powerful, there's the power source for all of the creation that we see around us. Consider something small. A young skeptic returned from his first semester at college. He visited his home, the home of his elderly Bible teacher, and they made some conversation in her kitchen while she fixed a meal. And he said, I once believed in God, but since studying science, I'm convinced that God is but an empty word. She replied, well, 
I have not studied science, but since you have, maybe you can tell me from whence came this egg. Why, from a hen, of course, he replied. And where did the hen come from, she responded. Why, it hatched from an egg, he said. And perhaps, said the lady, you can tell me which existed first. The hen, of course, rejoined the young man. You mean that a hen existed without having come from an egg? Oh, no, said the young man. I, I should have said the egg was first. Then you mean that the egg existed without having come from a hen? The young man exclaimed, You've got me all mixed up. She made her point. Young man, since you cannot explain the existence of even an egg without God, you cannot expect me to believe that you can explain the existence of the whole world without God. Consider something large, not just an egg or a hen, but God created a universe so large that it would take 100,000 years to cross the diameter of the galaxy at light speed, and that's 186,317.6 miles per second, our nearest neighboring galaxy is the Andromeda galaxy, an estimated 2 million light years away. To put that into perspective, a radio wave circles the Earth approximately 8.2 times in one second. If we wanted to send a message to Andromeda, it would take a radio wave a million years to get there and a million years to get back. Is something that large just an accident? That goes beyond just the hen and the egg, doesn't it? No, the master designer fashioned the universe, Genesis chapter 1, and goes into detail explaining it, how God created each thing, each segment, and it keeps it in operation by his word's power, 2 Peter 3 and verse 7. He created man, animals, and vegetation in a single week, Psalm 8, verses 3 and 4, Psalm 19 and verse 1. Design is evident everywhere. Design is evident everywhere. And design is written on the sun, the moon, the stars, on every branch, every bud, every blossom, every flower, every leaf. There's design within all of that. All nature follows a progressive plan. Someone observed the soul lives, the soul I'm sorry, the soil lives for the tree, the tree for the animal, the animal lives for the man, the man lives to glorify God. Matthew 5 and verse 16, the plant dies that the animal may live, the animal dies that man may live, the man dies that the spirit may return to God. Ecclesiastes 12 and verse 7. It is axiomatic that there can be no design without a designer. Now, that basically is scientific law. In an old Reader's Digest, Professor Edwin Conklin, the great Princeton University biologist, was quoted as saying, the probability of life originating from accident is comparable to the probability of the unabridged dictionary resulting from an explosion in a printing factory. <laughs> Think about that. 
Design indicates wisdom, and wisdom is a characteristic of personality, not a thing, not an accident, a person, not impersonal matter and chance. A person is responsible for the universe. 1 Corinthians 1 and verse 25. Who is God, the invention of the cowering homo sapien animal, or is God the eternal being who animated, put into motion, into existence, into life, the dust at Eden? The answer is not hard to come up with. We're going to stop at this point, and we'll come back and look at another contrast that came to the mind of the belief system between the atheist and the preacher. Let's pray. Father, how mankind all over the world needs to not just believe in you on a surface-level basis, but needs to see you as their God, their creator, their sustainer of life, and come to you for your wisdom and guidance, for your mercy, for your sustenance, and for the hope that only you can give them through their Savior, Jesus Christ, that hope of eternal life with you in heaven. Help people to open their eyes and see the truth. Please, Father, we pray. Be patient with us. Please forgive us. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.